Hello, and welcome to the MCAP Podcast, proudly presented by Roast House Pub, where elevated culinary creations meet a fresh, evolving craft beer selection, making it one of Frederick's unique dining destinations. Hello, I'm your host, Chris Sands, and today I'm joined by two men from Tawny Town. I just, I like to say Tawny Town. I don't think I've ever introduced someone from where they are <laughs> first, but um, the two gentlemen, the co-founders of, are you still Maryland's newest brewery? I as far as I know, think we're either a week before or a week behind pharmacy. We're a week. Be- we're newer than pharmacy. Pharmacy opened the week before our, okay. our soft opening. Well, we'll just I say a lot of wrong things, so it won't be out of character. Oh, sweet. Me too. <laughs> so we'll just go with Maryland's newest brewery, Brewery Fire. Uh, we're joined by Jesse Johnson hey. and Dave Palmer. How's it going? Um, I. I assume both of you guys are extremely busy. having just opened <laughs> a brewery. Um, you could and, say that. And you're still working. Yeah, I'm still full-time in my day job. You're at Brewery Fire full-time, though, right, Jesse? Yeah, I quit my job back in May. All right, so thank you for taking some of your busy time out to stop by. And, and I think I'm glad you guys came, too, because this is probably the first – glass of your beer that i've had in a while that was properly handled is <laughs> i think the last couple of crowlers i've had of it definitely were not handled with the care that they deserve warm and, and bounced around <clears throat> traveled from location to location to location yeah yeah along those lines maybe drank at room temperature sure. or above, but they were still great so oh, appreciate it, it. it it's really nice to actually taste it as it's intended and it to actually be good um typically i don't talk about beer right away at all but um you spoke to my heart with the uh dislike of pumpkin beer and i don't dislike it because it's trendy and cool to dislike it i have always hated everything pumpkin including pumpkin pie so tell us a little bit about this beer first. And I would pull that microphone down cause, or sit straight up. But Graham, <clears throat> since Graham told you to adjust how you were sitting, but then he didn't adjust the microphone for I'll, you. I'll sit up straight. So um, the beer we're drinking today, it's called Eagle Eye. It's kind of like a hybrid between um, a West Coast IPA and a New England. Um, and it was a beer that we, I think, first brewed a few years ago at the very first Baltimore um, well, we did a one-gallon test batch. Yeah, well, um, you know, each in any volume. Yeah, but at the um, the Canton um, Brewers Association event, the first one we ever did as a startup, we brought this, and it went over well, and it's been one of our favorite beers to make. So we were excited to to bring it out in my response of not liking pumpkin beers. Yeah, Je- Jesse's anti-pumpkin beer. I guess I'm pumpkin beer ambivalent. Like uh, <laughs> I'll have one, but I, I don't seek them out anymore. Um, I mean, I. If you handed me like a Southern Tier Pumpkin, I'd I'd probably be happy to have it, but I wouldn't go out and buy it anymore either. So, I would probably I, I want to say I would politely decline, but I probably wouldn't politely. I mean, a, a, a free bomber <laughs> of a ten percent is hard to turn down any day. Um, is carrot common to use? I don't think so. Um, we basically used um purple carrots to for color extraction. Okay. Yeah. So it's, a, it's not part of the fermentable sugar. I mean, it might pull a small amount of natural sugars out of uh, the vegetable, but uh, it, it wasn't enough to really impact um, no. you know, the ABV or the flavor noticeably. I mean, I didn't get any vegetable flavor out of it. Oh, yeah, so. and I don't taste. There's not even a, like no. a smidge of a taste right. of carrot in it. Yeah. Um, 
which is probably good because I don't know if that. I, mean, I can see doing like a, a carrot cake beer, but uh, you'd have yeah. to throw in I, some uh, other stuff. I've def- yeah, I definitely have seen that. There's been a couple carrot cake beers yeah. that came out recently, but those probably just taste like the typical seasonings and stuff probably. that you would, you would taste in it. All right, so let's go back just to how I normally do these things, and we'll get a little bit of a background of each of you. Cool. Um, do you want to play rock, paper, scissors to figure out who goes first? Or? We'll take go first. <laughs> Jesse knows I like to talk, so he makes me talk first whenever, <laughs> whenever the opportunity strikes. And he likes to be silent, so you know, it's, a, it's a good combination, except when I you know, make up stories about him. Um, yeah, so I think I got into this the way most people do. I, I fell in love with homebrewing. Um, probably about 11 years ago. Um, I developed a keen interest in British style beers, um, particularly English bitters. And um, this was before the craft beer boom really was what it is. Um, so they were n- notoriously difficult to find. And if you could find them, maybe they'd been shipped you know, on a shipping container over the Atlantic Ocean yeah. before they even made it to you. So um, I realized that you know this was one of my favorite styles of beer. There was no such thing as a, se- a session IPA yet. So um, I was like, well, if I can't find a bitters, I'll just start brewing it. So I uh, kind of dove in head first. I got enough equipment to do uh, 10 gallons all grain and just kind of kept repeating the process, making the same recipe, making small tweaks here and there, but making sure I could make it taste the same twice. Um, did that for a number of years. Uh, slowly increasing my uh, my recipe portfolio, I guess. Steering away from hops eventually, getting into stouts, Belgian, stuff like that. So how was that first batch? Drinkable. Well, that's a, you're a little bit better than most people's. I, I, <laughs> I, I cheated. I bought a, a stainless steel conical as my first fermenter, so those are much easier to clean and sanitize. Uh, so, um, filthy yeah. cheater. I know, I'm telling you. Well, I, I wasn't married. I had no kids, so I could actually spend money on stuff you know, frivolous things like a, a Blickman half-barrel conical. I was going to say, that's going pretty big right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. It was probably the most expensive thing I bought, you know, in two years either way from from that date. Um, so, yeah, it, it was drinkable, and then I slowly got better. Um, yeah, made some mistakes along the way, as, you, as everyone does. Um, trying to figure out shortcuts that everyone, you know, before <laughs> me had realized don't work. Um, but, you know, stubbornly trying to learn on my own and um, – yeah, just kind of kept scaling up my equipment to the point that when uh, Jesse and I started working together, I already had a, a one-barrel direct fire system that you know was pretty pretty reliable and brewed a lot of beer on that. We still use it today. Yeah. So do you do that for pilot batching now or uh, pilot and small barrel batches? Okay. Like we've got some uh, barrels from Miscellaneous from Patapsco, so uh, okay. they're, they're they're smaller size, so we we typically aim for that for our. We haven't released any barrel beers yet, but no. again, we we got three going. Yeah, we we've been open for eight weeks, so yeah. we got. Uh, I'll, I'll let it slide. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 thank I you, thank you, you for thank you for your graciousness, I sir. Call, I won't call you a slacker yet. Appreciate that. Um, Good. Yeah, because uh, yeah, they have they they use what like thirty three gallon barrels for their so. main ones, and then they've got um, fives and elevens. So they've they've got some. Okay, we got the first three. They being miscellaneous. Yeah, and uh, and also Patasco out of Sykesville. We got um, Scott's first three. Uh, bourbon barrels. He he reused the rest of them, but we got three from him after his first batch of the first bourbon made in Carroll County since Prohibition. So that was really cool. Legal bourbon. Legal bourbon. Yeah, I'm sure there was plenty of a uh, bathtub bourbon that was made in those years. But did you grow up locally? No, I've been in uh, Carroll County for about ten years. Um, 
I grew up in Maryland. I was in uh, Laurel most of my life. Okay. Wait. No, that I was thinking of someplace else. That's just right outside of Baltimore, right? Yeah, yeah. Like uh, <coughs> Jailbreak. I was, yeah. you know, within a couple miles of Jailbreak. Um, and what what do you do? Uh, like, uh, other than try uh, also run a brewery. Right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> when, when I'm not that, raising children or sleeping, um, I do, like, web design, multimedia, e-learning, you know. Normal stuff, I guess. Office stuff, you know, working a cubicle. Uh, Things. Yeah. But what I, whatever they tell me to do and still sign a paycheck for me to do is basically what I do. Uh, how, how the heck do you find time? I don't have a social life anymore. Okay. Um, so to all my friends that are listening or watching, uh, yeah, th- thanks and sorry. Um, I basically managed to maintain some of my friendships by, like, hiring friends of mine who were like contractors to help build the brewery and stuff like that so i could still see some of my friends but i'd, I'd say 90 percent of my friends i haven't seen in a year that's not no i feel like it's we've taken a sad turn i don't know i mean well, it's can, it's they can come in and see you to get yeah they, they, everyone knows where to find me <laughs> yeah so. and it's not like it's not an attractive place to go yeah to exactly to see you. exactly um so we're gonna take a real quick break to thank our sponsor uh we'll be right back and we can get jesse your uh backstory cool uncapped is brought to you by one of frederick's original maryland craft beer destinations located off of urbana pike featuring a warm inviting atmosphere and knowledgeable staff serving up fresh locally sourced culinary creations and unique craft beers on tap Open seven days a week, our friends at Roast House Pub invite you to enjoy a casual lunch, happy hour specials, delicious dinners, and specialty desserts. Follow them on social media to keep up to date on their monthly beer dinners, mom's spaghetti dinner battles, and what beer is being featured for Buck Above Monday. All right, Jesse, how about you? Where, how did you get into brewing? So, um, my story is a little different than Dave's and most people. Um, my wife probably on thanks or valentine's day about eight or nine years ago she wanted a paper shredder i said okay so i went on amazon.com and purchased her a paper shredder and in like you know the window it said things that you might be interested in was like a a one gallon homebrew kit all grain from brooklyn brew shop so i said all right i'll get myself a present and um I would I, I really would love to see the data points that Amazon is using to connect those dots. Right from paper shredder to <laughs> but, homebrew kit. Did yeah. you buy like a lot of beer themed stuff from Amazon also? I, I have no idea. It was it was on sale. I think it was normally like forty bucks and it was priced at like twenty five and I'm like, well, you know, twenty five dollars for ten beers, you know. So I bought that. Um did my first recipe, fell in love and um I originally just I bought their book and I brewed about ten of the recipes, and you know meanwhile I'm like texting Dave and be like, what is is this supposed to be like this and what is this going on and um, and after about a few months of that I just start you know digging into my own recipes and unlike Dave striving for perfection, I looked <laughs> I wanted to see you know what kind of flavors I could pull from you know fruits and you know just kind of the crazy stuff I guess you could say. So um, Dave refers to me as the mad scientist at times. So mm-hmm. that's one reason we work well. Dave's, Dave knows, knows what he's doing. And my um, and you try to screw it up. I try to screw it up by adding <laughs> stuff to it. So, 
but plus, it works. plus he's the one who's there all the time while I'm at the office, so I can't even guarantee that any of uh, the recipes <laughs> that I've designed that he brews that are even mine anymore. I have no idea. <laughs> I, mean, I can watch the security cameras, but I also you know need to do my job. So yeah. Did, do you sit there nervously watching him <laughs> brew? Like not not since the first or second week. No, yeah. no. Do you not put that in the. <laughs> well, I, I tell him I say, can you please check the cameras every now and then just to make sure like. I yeah, didn't they fall didn't off fall a ladder. Or, yeah. Like I'm being boiled alive. <laughs> so, so how was your first batch? Well, my first batch was great because it wasn't my recipe. <laughs> it was when I start, you know, kind of diving into my own stuff that I was like, oh, this tastes horrible. And oh, there are still people that they brew someone else's recipe the first time and it turns out absolutely horrible you know i thought i'll do this and they had like a nice little section in the book where it's like you know this grain adds this flavor kind of like a you know it's like a cheat sheet for what ingredients do what and what hops and see i start messing with stuff and i forget my first really bad beer but i wanted to make like a a donut beer so i added like coconut and chocolate and and it just it was horrible (laughs) it did not taste good went south real fast yeah, I, th- I don't even think I shared it with anybody. I just dumped it down the sink. We all have a beer or two like that, or a beer or two per year. Or... So how did you two meet? Uh, through my brother-in-law. Okay. Um, so my brother-in-law would do like a, an annual fundraising dinner uh, where he just he and his friends would cook a bunch of Thai food and ask for a donation, and then they'd give that to a local woman's shelter. And uh, oh, that's pretty cool. I was, I think, engaged to my wife at that point um so i went and jesse and his wife were there and he was like the only person there with tattoos and uh, i was like oh hey some someone who might have some common interests (laughs) so uh realized we both loved metal we both loved video games so we just kind of got to talking and um yeah yeah so you knew each other well before oh yeah yeah Yeah. we've probably known each other i don't know uh, at this point well i'm I'm coming up on my 10th wedding anniversary, so yeah, about a decade. I'd say the first six years or so, we were acquaintances. Yeah. Um, well, I think then, it started because my dad is a retired minister in the church we were at. He wanted me to start a, a men's group in brewing beer, but he's like, I can't, as a pastor, I can't you know, advocate for this, so you do it. Well, monks do. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> and um, so I put a you know, thing out on our, our Facebook page, and Dave's wife replied, to me and she goes hey talk to dave he likes to brew beer and i think we were the only ones that showed up yeah, it we were was the like only ones that showed up 20 yeah. degrees outside and we were brewing a belgian wit so yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, that's that's that that's a that's pretty cool so you 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 knew each other but you had started home brewing independently yeah yeah okay. yeah and i'd started a few years before jesse so when he very early started he would occasionally pick my brain um but now the roles are reversed, and he's got so many more brew hours under the belt compared to me that uh, now I have to ask him questions, which is funny how life goes. <laughs> so what um, what what were you doing before the life of a brewer? Um, for about probably the past 19 years, I was doing like human services. Like um, I was very involved in like education with like um, people with disabilities, um, adult services, and then the past 10 years, I was doing. Um, I was an activities director for a memory care facility, so a little bit of a different jump. But that's a probably a, a unique uh, prior career, as opposed to most breweries too. Well, it, it drove me to drink. Because 
<laughs> well, it's just it's usually like there, there's usually some sort of technology background. There's also I'm, and it's probably just a function of where we are. There's a surprising number of political mm-hmm. backgrounds, um, yeah. and then there's some decent amount of finance. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just the nature of the beast that is Maryland, I guess. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, fortunately for us, I mean, the the model worked out because you know people in healthcare and human services don't make any money. So Dave's like, could you make this amount or not make any money? I'm like, I could go do that for a couple of years, you know. <laughs> so yeah, here we are. I'm only making a little bit more than nothing now. So right. I could definitely yeah, was, make nothing. For it, was, <laughs> it was kind of a no-brainer when it came to which one of us got to go full-time first. <laughs> I always jokes say, I married my wife for her money. And she's, <laughs> and she's a public school teacher. So, <laughs> so that, that, that'll tell you pretty much how, how his past career path treated him. In Carroll County? Yeah. Well, Carroll County actually pays really well. So it's comparatively yeah. to some of the neighboring counties. Um, well, that's uh, Keith, my old mother. His wife is also a teacher. I, also is, I think I knew she was a teacher. I don't know what. Uh, it's not in Carroll. Uh, Montgomery County. Oh, okay. okay. <clears throat> I think I could be completely wrong. I may have made that up, but I'm pretty sure it's in Montgomery County. I, I only know that because uh, <laughs> one of the last times we were up there, it was trivia night, and. Uh, I got bullied into being on her team, and it was called Hot for Teacher. So. <laughs> Why did you have to be bullied into it? I've never played trivia oh, in my, okay. in my it, life. It was more you didn't want to play trivia, yeah, not I, I that just, you didn't want to be on her team. Right, yeah. I was like, Courtney's a very pleasant person. Oh, she's person. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> she's great. Uh, but I Why just, would you be so mean to her? I, I'm a terrible person, clearly. Um, all right, let's take uh, another quick break, and then... Let's talk about how did Brewery Fire come to be. Sounds good. The Uncapped Podcast is brought to you by District East. A lot of Friday and Saturday afternoons, you'll find me at District East for their weekly beer tastings. District East is part of the local beer community, and they get limited releases and exclusive beers that are hard to find anyplace else. This is why I chose District East for the release of my collaboration beers. One of my favorite things to do at District East is building a custom six-pack. With over 900 beers on their shelves and new beers every week, District East is a great place to find beers I love and to discover new and hard-to-find ones. They also have eight beers on tap for Crowler and Growler fills, and they have kegs to go. District East is located on Northeast Street in Frederick, in the same shopping center as Family Mill and Rockwell Brewery. You can find today's beer lists on the District East Facebook page or at www.districteast.beer. All right, so how did um, – tell me the background of how did uh, Brewery Fire become a concept? Where, What made you go from the leap of a home brewer to, I'm gonna, you know what, I want to yeah. do this for a living? So the, the dirty secret is that Brewery Fire is my second attempt. Okay. Um, it's not I, a secret anymore. No, it's not. Yeah. I don't like talking about it because um, no one likes their failures that much. But uh, so maybe five years ago, um, a guy whose wife grew up with my wife, he owned a restaurant and was looking to convert it into a brew pub. So that's when I got my one barrel system, tried to make it happen at his location. But he was not um, doing great financially as a business. So by the time... I was ramping up. Uh, he, he went was under. ramping down. Yeah. <laughs> so I got a little little bit of exposure, a little bit of experience, and a Where lot was of that. Um, I'd prefer not to say it wasn't. Okay. It, it wasn't in Maryland. Oh, I just okay. don't want to, you know, 
throw any shade or have any you know <laughs> any bad blood. I, I'm you know obviously over it, but I don't know. Um, so that yeah. was a, that was a well kept secret until right now, though. pretty much yeah. because because yeah. typically that's the type of thing that like when I'm talking to people that like well you know that right. we actually tried this before right well I guess <laughs> since I did it out of state it gave me a little little yeah. bit of grace um, or at least secrecy so yeah I uh, I got my beer in front of people which was great because I got a lot of feedback both yeah. you know online and in person and uh, you know got a lot of. Um, school of hard knocks lessons about running a business, about having a partner um, that I took into my next thing. So when that when that went under, um, that was a uh, June of uh, twenty fifteen. So uh, I was like, I'm just gonna ride out the rest of the year, and then try to open in Maryland in January of twenty sixteen, and uh, that's where Jesse comes in. Yeah. So um. You know, this point in my life, 19, 20 years in you know, the human services, I was just like wearing thin, you know, I was in an, administ- in an administrative position and you know, just human services and healthcare just really take a toll on people's souls in some ways. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're you're helping people at their worst. Yeah. Or close to. Like, I, I would imagine a lot of people aren't super pleasant because they're not happy. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. And um, so... You know, I was just at a point where I was like, what am I going to do with my life? Like, I have all this education, experience, but I don't want to do this anymore. And so I was sitting down on the couch with my wife, and we were talking, and she's like, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, I like to brew beer, and I like to drink beer and hang out. She's like, call Dave, start a brewery. And I'm, I literally <laughs> sent Dave a text, like, right then, and probably within, like... Please tell me it was, like, that a mat- matter of fact oh, too. it was. It was just, like, start a brewery yeah. with Dave. I'm like... Well, quit being a baby. Call <laughs> up Dave. So, and... Wow, I, you read the subtext very well. Yeah. Yeah, if you... <laughs> I love my wife. Um, but, um... So, I sent Dave a text, and probably within, like, five minutes, he sends me a text being, like, all right, when can we meet? And then I went and, like, called my parents, and they're like, well, if you need any money... We can give you a little bit to help, and turns I, out I do. Thanks. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> also turns out while while we love it, all the generosity we got early on, a little bit is in fact a little bit when you see what yeah. you actually need to open. Yeah. So. Uh, it's it's staggering. Yeah, it's a it's amazing how much it costs to even open a small brewery. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I don't. It, are you comfortable talking about that at all? Yeah, I mean, I mean we, we've been super open about true. it. That's true. You have you've posted a lot about it. Like, I, yeah, because I think a lot of people maybe don't know how much it costs yeah so we're, we're a three barrel and we did a lot ourselves and we just shy of a quarter million yes yeah, so and, and we're 2500 square feet yeah i mean not much and we bought a lot of used equipment and swung a lot of hammers and dug a lot of ditches so uh yeah it, it if we had paid for the sweat equity we put into it i'm sure it's Close easily half million yeah easily 400 and up if we had had to pay professionals and buy brand new gear and how many fermenters do you have? Uh, we have five three-barrel fermenters. Yes, I mean if that and that that's on the small oh, small yeah. side. Yeah, so yeah. Like, I mean, we saw the one-barrel th- guys, and we're hoping we could afford three because mm. brewing every day is pretty brutal. And if you're one-barrel, you're brewing every yeah. day. Yeah. So yeah, well, or you're not going to be successful. Right. Yeah, you're going to run out of beer. <laughs> yeah. Like you're going to close at 7 p.m. on a Friday yeah. night because you ran out. And people. We, we've known people that have done it. Oh, yeah. But they brew seven days a week and yeah. sometimes double batches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. as we established, Dave already doesn't have a life, so. Yeah. 
It's true. <laughs> so yeah, um, but I mean, a big a big leg up and part of our journey was um, Carroll County's um, Chamber of Commerce does an annual event they call the Biz Challenge, which is uh, they call it um, Shark Week meets America's Got Talent. So um, Shark Tank or Shark Tank, not Shark Week. Gosh, that is hugely different. Um, so yeah. Um, a bunch of small businesses enter. You enter for free. They whittle it down to five, and then the five compete live uh, for you know a cash prize as well as uh, services. So the way you started that, and then you could you could have ended with like an only one exit. only one yeah, especially <laughs> by saying Shark Week instead of Shark Tank. Um, so, so yeah, everyone we, else is dead. Right, we're alive. We, we won. We, yeah, we we won, and they they all got eaten. But uh, no, we. Uh, we won the the grand prize and the audience choice award, which was awesome. Uh, gave us some money. I mean, I think cash wise, it was like sixty five hundred. Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it's not a ton, but it wasn't in an insignificant. Oh no, certainly not amount. insignificant. I mean, it was, uh, enough to pay our legal fees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, we you know, from there we used that money to inject into our small business loan because the uh, the way those work is uh, at least if you do an SBA backed one, you need. Uh, a 10% injection, so to borrow 200 and whatever, we needed 20 whatever yeah. uh, in the bank to prove that we weren't just joking around. So that you weren't someone who's just going to cost the bank 250. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Even with it, it being federally backed, no one wants to lend money they're never seeing again. Yeah. So well, I think there's actually I'm not even going to start guessing and talk about things I completely know nothing about. Oh, but that would be so fun. <laughs> well, it was. Um, it was a month or so ago now. Uh, someone sent me a text message while they were listening to uh, an episode telling me that they thought it was really good. And it was something along the lines of, I love how unafraid you are to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and they meant that as a compliment. Yeah, and I was like, huh. I mean, I think you're saying nice things yeah. to me, but I'm not 100% Maybe sure. Maybe they meant to say, you're very confident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're really confident in your idiocy. <laughs> hey, if you have it, own it, right? I mean, may as well be uh, loud and proud. I don't know. So... I would. I mean, I would assume Jesse that your wife and you knew about his prior attempt, and that. Oh yeah. And that never went away. That you wanted to. Right. So, it wasn't like your wife was just telling you to randomly call up someone else and no, like I mean, here to start a brewery with. We knew Dave almost trying, and I'm pretty introverted, so I never went to any of his events because I'm just not that type of person to go to out into the world. What's well, a good thing you opened a brewery, right? Yeah. You. He's got an on-off switch. Like uh, he, <laughs> can, he, he can do it for customers and you know podcasts and stuff like that. But yeah, the rest of the time, just give him a video game in a quiet room. Yeah. I've talked to um, I can't remember who it was now, but one of the larger breweries in Maryland that said like at this point, like they kind of have to psych themselves up to go out into the tap room. That a I lot of a lot of days they'll send someone to get them a beer. Like if they're working in their office and they want to get a beer because like it's just. They know that if they go out into that tap room, it's going to be a long trip. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot of being on oh, and yeah. talking I mean, to people. Like we, we split our Saturdays and, um, you know, whoever's shift, whoever's doing the, the early shift uh, in the tap room, like they, they don't leave at quitting time because too many people want to talk to you. Yeah. yeah. And right now, it's, I mean, right now it's exciting for us because, you know, we've worked so hard and, you yeah, know, yeah. We're, we're really feeding off the energy of people, you know, because people want to meet the yeah. owners and the brewers. What's a big? I mean, I think that's one of the biggest parts of 
craft beer community oh, yeah. is that your customers like to know who's making it. Yeah, for sure. But I could see that being draining you after years of it and mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not you're not on every day. Yeah. Like, you know, you have your home life, you have other stuff going on, so yeah, I could see needing to psych yourself out. So how long from that text was it a text message or yeah. a phone call for it? It's text. from how long from that text message well, you, you could read your can to <laughs> out of your can we got our story. Apparently I don't read cans. So yeah, it, it's a uh, we made it just under three years. I've, um, had, I've had several of these crawlers and never once read. We this. lovingly put our story on the side, Chris. <laughs> I knew at some point I would talk to you and it would save me the trouble of having to, this is true. to read and I could just ask you and you would tell so me. So yeah, J- January instead of pointing uh, out my deficiencies. <laughs> You're very <laughs> confident. <laughs> so yeah, January 2017 to um September 2019, so whatever that gap would so be. So I, me- I meant more from, like, you sent that text message yeah. to, we're going to do this, Jesse, I'm quitting my job, I mean, probably Dave, my life's going to suck because I'm just going <laughs> to add another thing I'm going to do. I mean, well, lots of juggling, I don't know. The first time we, we hung out and, and went over, like, what Dave had put together for a business plan and stuff, I think, you know, really that first time we we had a very general idea of that, you know, this can work because... I can afford to basically take a loss and yeah you know we had a, my wife and I we had a lot of time to prepare financially and to budget and things so and we knew you know realistic numbers because we'd um, we talked to breweries and breweries yeah. will just tell you stuff yeah it, that's, like it was amazing I, I mean I've said it a million times during throughout the, doing this podcast is just amazing how much everyone will help each other. Oh yeah, like I asked for ballparks and um, here, I, let me I, show you my books. I got, <laughs> literally, it, literally, yes. Like here's an electronic copy of my sales for the entire year. Like, oh, <laughs> and then um, cool. <laughs> I mean, we actually got um, we got connected with the Brewers Association through um Justin Reedy, our, one of our senators in our county, and he had me call Kevin Addicts. And then Kevin Addicts basically said, well, go talk to Attaboy, go talk to Old Mother. And um, I think he said Bull and Goat, but we never went down there because it was so far away. Yeah, because yeah. they're, what, Eastern Shore? Or? Yeah. yeah. But Hopefully I mean, you avoided Attaboy, too, because they're awful. People. They are awful. Yeah, they're they're absolutely, so kind. Absolutely the worst. They gave <laughs> us our first milkshake IPA from RAR. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, yeah, and, I mean, they were great. Um, we connected much more with Old Mother just because of the scale at which they were starting. And Kushwa. Oh, uh, and Kushwa, yeah, because they, they were a similar uh, yeah, size. It, I mean, and it, it sounds like the way you're starting is exactly the same way that Old Mother did. Yeah. Starting out small, not going into a tremendous amount of debt. Yeah. Company, like right. bi- business-wise, yeah. like on a personal level. Right. <laughs> That's what – so actually as new business owners – is there because a, a good friend of mine owns a business and he said owning a business has completely messed up his relationship with money? Oh, because yeah. because <laughs> so like so weird now because like on a personal level yeah. you know like a few hundred dollars will right. make a difference on deciding something but in like he can't lose that train of thought where like he's placing orders every day for oh, thirty yeah. fifty thousand dollars worth of things without even thinking about it <laughs> i mean we, we've had to sign some really scary looking checks uh <laughs> in, the, in the last 12 months but yeah i I'd, I'd, I'd say it definitely makes it weird like 
Because like I'll look at something on Amazon and be like, oh, I should just buy that. Wait, but wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> like that's don't think like the brewery. Yeah. That's got yeah. a different yeah. set of funds than what I've got. So. You've got to pay for this, right? Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it, it definitely makes the the relationship with money super weird. Well, then I think just I mean in shopping too. I mean our in the past two years our where we shop has changed because it's like holy cow, like small business owners in general are like our heroes mm. and so like you know instead of going to walmart if we can avoid it you know, you'll go and spend a few extra bucks because it's like holy cow like this person's definitely like invested their life yeah mm-hmm. into this and they need my money oh yeah like the, you know if my family goes out to eat we don't go to a chain we'll go to the mom and pop place because you know that's much more in the same line of what we're doing yeah so yeah the um your your text message story kind of Kind of reminded me of like jailbreak story where like the the two of them, uh, Casey and Justin, decided that they were going to <clears throat> quit their jobs and yeah. open a brewery. And I think it was like Justin went into work that Monday and resigned. And we were not like, quite that ballsy. Yeah. We, we called, took, we took uh, called Casey and and Casey was like, uh, I was thinking like in a few months, right? <laughs> well, I mean, we had so much to learn and so much yeah. to navigate. Um, I mean, you'll. You'll notice that when you look on the the, the maps of uh, breweries in Maryland, uh, we we would call the ring around Carroll County the donut and Carroll County the donut hole because yeah. there there's just nothing there. And you know, here we were thinking we were brilliant. And like, oh, we're going to be those guys who come up with this brand new idea of a, of opening a brewery in Carroll County. It's like, oh no, it's not a brand new idea. It's just exceedingly difficult in this yeah. county. <laughs> like um, the zoning legislation a... was, or the zoning. Well, hold. Let's yeah. uh, let's pause real quick. Um, take one final break, and then we'll get into all that stuff because I I imagine that's going to spur a decent amount of conversation. Because uh, it's, it's a long topic. Does. Yeah, <laughs> we can keep it short. Well, no, I'm Jesse sure. could keep it short. I don't know if I'm <laughs> capable. No, we don't need to keep it short. It's just that that's never been a in in the history of doing this podcast. <laughs> that's never been a short discussion. I'm sure. <laughs> so uh, we'll take one one last break. I'm excited to announce our newest sponsor, Vanish Farmwoods Brewery. Vanish is a brewery and entertainment complex located on a 62-acre hops and apple farm in Luckett's, Virginia, just 20 minutes from Frederick, Maryland and Leesburg, Virginia. With over 20 beers on tap, a selection of wines and ciders, along with multiple food options, there is something for everyone. Vanish has live music on Saturdays and Sundays and a wide variety of special events. Go to vanishbeer.com for information on everything they have to offer. All right, so you were saying how the Carroll County government sucks. Um, uh, we won't say that. Wait a second. We're not going to we, say we, the we, government. Yeah. We're going to say people that work behind certain desks. Yeah, certain certain areas and certain things. Um, but it's funny. I like that was something that you know I had on my list of things to bring up is that um, other than Pub Dog, there like, it was kind of a craft beer desert. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and even then, Pub Dog only opened its tasting room, what, two, two and a half, ago? maybe? Yeah. So it was only a production facility? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're okay. producing for their um, uh, Federal Hill and Columbia locations. Okay. Um, and then I, I think they were doing some bottling and, you know. He got of, out of that a few years ago. Yeah, he did. Um, I mean, he was smart. He saw kind of the writing on the wall with bottles. and Yeah, with uh, shelf space being very limited as you know, especially as Maryland beer was growing, yeah. it was like, okay, who's going to carry me when there are these 10 new breweries this month? I remember back in the day um, <clears throat> buying the swing, t- the blue swing top oh, <laughs> bottles wow. that they had. Yeah, man, that's <laughs> old school. So, yeah, so um, the first thing that 
we realized very early on with because um, we both live in Carroll County, we wanted to open in Carroll County. Um, we learned real quick that we had to become uh, zoning experts uh, because Carroll County's uh, zoning code um, was archaic. And by, um, and by we, uh, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I lost childhood memories and replaced them with uh, <laughs> zoning maps and you know other other trivial information that I no longer need. So w- was it just that no one had paved that trail yet? Yeah, that's or, exactly it. So it wasn't like <clears throat> the the township or is it is it a town? What is it? We, we're technically a, um, or is it a municipality, county? but um, it, we were looking in county land first. Okay. Because um, so, that's where a lot more of the space was. So it's not like that they're af- actively hostile no. towards breweries. Mm, no. no one had paved no one had the way. Paved the way to... And they were in the middle of a comprehensive zoning reform that is slated to be completed next year. So no one wanted to do a small change uh, while they were okay. working on the big change. So I was about to say, well, that sounds like it's perfect time. But It, it would have been no. perfect time if time. we were opening a 30-barrel brewery. But since we were trying to open a three, we didn't yeah. have the flex to to get a lot done. I mean, we, we moved the ball forward a little bit, but uh, our buddies at 1623 concluded that, and now Carroll County zoning is brewery-friendly, which is great. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, they're still, or they were operating off of basically, like, ancient zoning laws, like, like, Prohibition era, when, like, they put distilleries and breweries on the outside of town, so if they, like, burnt down, they wouldn't yeah. burn the whole town down, and... Yeah, I mean, they, they they were considering it heavy industry. Like, the, the kind of land that you could put a brewery on was the same kind of land you could put a junkyard on. Okay. Like, there was nowhere. Like, there were... So, no correlation. Right. And then and absolutely no, like, businesses. Like, you, you, know, you couldn't open up in a mixed-use business park like you can everywhere. Um, so, it, you were just looking for these little purple squares on the Carroll County map, and every last one of them had, like, a junkyard, uh, <laughs> a penitentiary, um, like, just all this... The undesirable, yeah. or they were either really too large or too small yeah. for okay. what we needed. Uh, right. And so we kind of ended up where we were because perfect size, just about. And yeah. So the each, I think there's five or six municipalities in the county, and each one has its own zoning code. And of those, uh, four of them allowed brewing by exception. Tawny Town being one of the four. Um, the others have their different issues. Uh, Tawny Town was just the perfect fit. So was it more of just you had to get breweries included in a different type of zoning or? For for us, yeah. Uh, it, it was a general business zone in Tawnytown. Um, so we had to go through uh, city ordinance hearing, uh, zoning exception hearing. Um, and once we were through that, then, you know, the normal permit process for construction okay. and, and all that nonsense so so, <clears throat> so it wasn't as you didn't have to really have zoning changed you just no because we with, opened it in a municipality okay. if we we had we'd done a lot of writing to our county commissioners and and gotten people aware of the problem but it was definitely uh 1623 that did the majority of getting the zoning okay. changed. so now it's just changed and yeah. so as of i think june or yeah it was something like that we went to the hearing okay. I, f- I forget um and cheered loudly when uh, <laughs> when it passed unanimously. So so now, if you were open, you wouldn't have had any kind of a problem. Yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah, the, all, all the all the guys opening uh, that, in the future in. are gonna have a much easier time yeah. than we've had in that sixteen twenty three's ad. So. I think we, it took us a, probably a year and change to find a place, and yeah, and then another uh, six months to get to the point where we could actually sign a lease, knowing we'd be legally allowed to open a brewery, and then about seven eight months to build it out. So, <laughs> and now yeah. it would just happen in a day. 
Oh yeah. No, oh, <laughs> I mean, I think the I, we get the excitement and we 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 feel it and we love it. But I think the worst thing anyone said to us from like April to August was, "Hey, when are you opening?" Uh-huh. It's like, oh my gosh! Like, how how long do you have? Like, I, it's a, I I try not to um, ask that question yeah. to anyone. Like, I'll just like more ask like phase type questions. Right. Hey, have you gotten this? <laughs> right. I mean, we were. Um, you know, wide-eyed and expecting. I mean, I think our original opening plan was May. Um, yeah. Signing the lease in February, thinking we'd open in May. That was a, an adorable thought. Yeah. Um, May, June, July. Yeah, we, we pushed it back a month at a time, and then eventually uh, we did our soft open in uh, mid-September, and then our grand opening the last week of September, which also happens to be Carroll County Beer Week. So the nice thing is we'll be celebrating our anniversary every, uh, every year in Carroll County Beer Week. Which is cool because it's like one of two – beer weeks that are still left in the area. Yeah, and it might be, I don't know what the other one is, but it's the only one that's guaranteed to double in size next year. Yeah, <laughs> uh, DC, yeah, well, I mean, it's DC Beer Week. Although, I think there are several breweries that just opened or are about to open in DC. Oh, cool. Or, or in general Gosh, area. that's going to that be hard. Be, I yeah, mean, if, if little Carroll County is a bureaucratic nightmare, I can't <laughs> imagine opening in DC. Plus adding in the the addition of how expensive oh, yeah. uh, real estate is yeah. in, in the hey, district. Hey, more, more power to them. I could, I could do it. It's going to be a, an expensive pint. Yeah, seriously. But you figure the, the the amount of beer that they'll sell compared to what you would sell in Carroll County, oh, yeah. I would think. Yeah, is a, I would imagine the volume would make up for it. An exponential difference. Oh, I would, I would have to be, yeah. yeah. So the beginning of this year, there were... Uh, there's one brewery. Well, there's technically three, because you've got uh, Johansson's Pub, which also I has. I always forget about um, that. And then there's uh, Rollman Farm. I've never so heard of them. They've gone to they they do the occasional festival. They don't really have a traditional tasting room. It's more like a to go okay. store. Um, they have a disc golf course, a fishing pond. Yeah, it's a beautiful farm. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, so they're, they're, we were the fourth to open in Carroll County ever. Um, and we were the first to open specifically as a brewery tap room in okay. the county. Um, and then there's three behind us. There's, yeah, I was going to say, so by, by next year, by next year if we'll you're have, using my math, there would be five. But if right. you're using correct numbers, there yeah. are seven. <laughs> yeah. Seven. yeah. So we'll have Flood Zone, Pipe Aside, and 1623. I, I would imagine by spring, all three of them should be open. I feel like I just recently learned about Flood Zone. They've uh, they were a little off the radar. Yeah. Um, they they joined the Brewers Association pretty late in the game. They haven't done any festivals yet. Um, but the the space they've got's awesome. I mean, it's uh, it's a former hardware store, I think, or general store. Yeah. Um, it's like five thousand square feet, and uh, one half is brewery, one half is gonna be farmers market. Wow, cool. Yes, yeah, be really nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and we've gotten to know the uh, the owner and the brewer, and they're they're great people. So, um, so in. So do you think that will be more beneficial to you? Or? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, if you look at a, at a map and you put where we're all going to be, it's like a, a circle. Yeah, there's a, someone just needs to open in Finksburg, which uh, is right on the southeastern, or I guess the eastern corner of the county uh, by the Baltimore County line. Um, if you put a brewery right there, then there's enough stops to do a perfect loop. It is ridiculous that this is the second week in a row that Finksburg has been talked about during... That's not a town that comes up <laughs> in most conversations. Well, the uh, first, last week, or was it the week before? I don't even remember. Um, Keith 
said it wrong. Like oh, okay. He, it, was, it was supposed to be Finkstown, and he said Finksburg, and then oh, I gotcha. Um, but it's just weird that yeah, it's now, not a town that comes up yeah. <laughs> twice anywhere. But because <clears throat> until he wrongly called Finkstown Finksburg, <laughs> we uh, we were making fun of him that it didn't exist. Right. And then I looked it up and Google like, Mouse oh yeah, it's right next to Westminster. How about that? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you're in Tawny Town. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, pipe the side are they in Hampstead? Hampstead. Yeah. Um, Flood zone is Union Bridge, and uh, 1623 will be Eldersburg. Then you've got Pop Dog right on the um, New Windsor Westminster border, and Johansson's in, in downtown Westminster. So you make most of a loop. So you can do the Carroll County Circle. Uh, no. There's already an entrepreneur talking about it. Okay. So uh, <laughs> some sort. You're not. I don't know what exactly they're going to do, but something similar to the Frederick beer bus, but obviously it's going to be a different service since we're, you know, each brewery is probably 20 minutes apart. Yeah. Which kind of, uh, you can, it just couldn't be a constant loop. Right. It could be a one day thing. Not but a, in, in some ways that makes it almost more useful. Yeah. Cause you, if you just hop on one at one location, cause yeah, yeah. you're not I mean, necessarily going to drive 20 minutes to each brewery yeah. as you'd need a very nice friend to do that for you yeah. at, at some point, you know? But yeah, I mean, already we see, um, yeah, people look good at Pub Dog on a Friday night, then they'll come over to us and Yeah. Yeah, you know, so already people are trying to to hit it up, I mm-hmm. guess you could say. And then we get a lot of people on the weekend that'll say come from like Reisterstown. Or Gettysburg. And then I'll say, hey, Frederick. Well, you know, of course I always yeah. advocate for old mothers since they've been very good to us and they make great beer. I'll say, Yeah, you should head up to Frederick, you got so and so and so and so there. Some people would say that it's the East Coast craft beer capital. I would agree with that. Those people are smart people. <laughs> And I'm not even saying that in a confident Chris way. <laughs> I must say that episode two is much better if you drink it within two weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and cold and cold. Well, yeah. Maybe it was probably canned two oh two and a half hours ago. Maybe. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, because when you gave, because that was one of the ones you gave me. Yeah. At, yeah. Uh, when we were at uh, at the beer week thing at Maggie's. Yeah, Maggie's. Yeah. So. I didn't have a refrigerator at right. You were going to a hotel, hotel in Baltimore, that's I, right. Yeah. So I just like packed some ice, like <laughs> yeah. ice in a, <laughs> and I think in the sink, <laughs> and and then well, that was when Jesse d- forgot to tell me that I, I was supposed to meet you guys for dinner, and I showed up after yeah. dinner. Oh yeah, I remember you not being too happy. It was a yeah. really good dinner. Too. Yeah, that was the first time. I'm sorry. Sorry, man. Because we waited, looked around for you, and they were like, eh, yeah. forget it. He must be busy. He doesn't want to eat with us. It was more, I don't <laughs> want to eat with you. Than, <laughs> I had nothing but time. <laughs> um, but yeah, Matt, that was the first time I ever went to Maggie's. It was really good. Yeah. I had a crab yeah. cake. Yeah. Because everyone said their crab cakes are good. They are. Yeah. Although I feel like everyone in Maryland says that their crab cakes are really good. Yeah. It's kind of a kind of our thing, I guess. Um, so where did the name Brewery Fire come from? Um, so as Jesse mentioned, he worked in memory care. Uh, he ran a unit, um, activities unit and, uh, it was a pretty grueling job. And, um, we were in that phase where we needed to put something on a piece of paper so we could open an LLC, open a bank account and, you know, be, be officials or official rather. Um, so he just sent me a text one day. He just kind of griping about all the horrible things he'd gone through that day and i was you know like yeah it sucks whatever and um at the end he was like doesn't matter how bad of a day i have it's just fuel for my brewery fire oh so it's like hey let's just call it that we'll change it later uh, yeah. yeah i think initially we were like really struggling like who do we want to be 
Yeah. And you were like, well, if we go to this location, we'll be this. If we go to this location, we'll be that. And right. Then... We were definitely thinking local theme, like let's yeah. name ourselves where we open um, so that the locals feel like we're part of their community. Um, but then we started doing events as Brewery Fire and people started knowing us as the Brewery Fire guys. We're like, well, yeah. crap. Now we're, when, like, <laughs> now I mean, we're people Brewery Fire. Like, brewery fire. Yeah. You, know, you know, we'll drop Old Mother a lot because, I mean, Keith was very vital to our, our success, really. And you know, he really just encouraged us, like, be yourself, like, because if you're not yourself, you're not selling yeah. your brand properly. So. Right. So that's why instead of having farm theme stuff in our Tawny Town Brewery, we've got a mural full of sci-fi, fantasy, and video game <laughs> characters, and you know, just nerdy stuff everywhere. We name beers after Star Wars and Narnia, and you know, whatever nerdy thing comes to mind. I mean, just like we have a lot of we have fun with our names. Like we have um, a cream ale coming up that tastes like pecan pie, and we're well, I'm a huge Seinfeld fan, so um. There was one episode of Seinfeld where they're sitting around having a big meal with some family, and you know Jerry said some long lines of like, well, "I hate anybody who had a pony." And this little lady's like, "Well, I had a pony," <laughs> and so we call we're calling the beer "I Had a Pony." Yeah, all of our cream ales get a Seinfeld reference. Um, nice. So yeah, we we, we just, have fun with our names. We definitely do. It's yeah. awesome, but I never would have got that. Yeah, got a lot that. of our names are like really deep cuts, and then we've got a couple that are pretty obvious, like. I think one of the greatest moments in our journey so far was um, <laughs> getting uh, on the front page, top half of the fold of uh, the Carroll County Times, uh, and we named uh, one of our first beers. I and mean, we're drinking episode two doesn't count, but our one of our first beers in the lineup was episode one doesn't count because Jesse and I hate the prequel trilogy. So um, in the photo, uh, it's actually a craft beer employee uh, from another county drinking episode one doesn't count, and they had it on the front page under the caption, enjoying nice. an episode one doesn't count. And I was like, I got it in print. I got it in print that episode <laughs> one doesn't count. So, Well, then our, our realtor was at the brewery one night, and he said, he goes, this is the first time I've heard anybody ever say that episode one is actually good. <laughs> so so yeah. what are your thoughts on Mandalorian? Oh, I can't wait, yeah. Uh, uh, it it looks, looks like what I've been waiting for since they – since Disney bought Star Wars, so yeah, it's amazing how good things can be with Disney money. Yeah, like you thought, lo- like Star Wars franchise had a lot of money, yeah. but then they like then someone with real money. Oh yeah, yeah it's not with <laughs> unlimited money. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and I don't know what day this is going to air, but we're less than a week away from its premiere. No, it happened a couple weeks ago. It was oh, really yeah, good. too. It was great. Can't yeah. wait. Can't wait to watch episode three when that drops. <laughs> yeah, we, we're at a kind of a backlog right now. Right on. And I think so far we have talked about nothing time sensitive. So this until is, now we just gave is, it all away yeah. with Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, that's not important enough. That's to true. Go yeah, around. absolutely true. <laughs> Well, I guess by now it's entirely possible that another Carroll County brewery could have opened, and we might yeah. have gotten the timing wrong on that. Flood, oh, zone, could... Flood Zone's pretty close. Oh, okay, they're like any... Yeah, I know well, they have their TTB in their equipment. I feel like they may have contacted me, and I didn't yeah, I think to um, them. Keith, Keith did. Waybright. Did he like have bad things to say like I didn't get back to him? No, I was there. Um, He was there <laughs> last week. I mean, it was two weeks ago, and um, we were talking about you. And he goes, I'm going to contact him. I said, yeah, contact him. Well, hopefully so. I replied to him. But that's, uh, he's a I'm farmer. He's all right. I'm really bad yeah. about. He's a farmer and a brewer. I think he's got his hands full. Hey, there yeah. it is. I did not reply to him. I'll leave that email open right <laughs> now so we will get back. Hey, by the time this episode airs, yeah. maybe you'll have replied. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I probably, probably did not. <laughs> I probably did not because I'm a horrible person. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> The, the amount of emails I send that start out with, I'm really sorry how long this... 
No, we, 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 we sent out replies like that too. Cause it's like every, everyone wants to talk to people in the beer industry. And I mean, it, it's cool. It's flattering. It's awesome. It's exciting. But I mean, answering one email or one Facebook message in 20 is time consuming. Yeah. My problem is that, so like emails like this one, like he wrote a lot and like, I want to give a thoughtful reply. Right. So I'll look and like, cause I'll check the email on my phone and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll reply when I'm sitting down in front of a computer. Can mm -hmm. I actually put some thought to the reply? The problem is that by the time I sit down at a computer, a million other things have happened. Right. And I've completely forgotten about that. So if I was less of a garbage person, I would come up with a better <laughs> a system. better plan of how to, like, yeah, a better system of yeah. how to not blow people off. Gosh. Well, if you come up with that, let us know. As we'll, we'll, we'll copy your system. I won't remember to. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Never mind. Forget the whole conversation. Um, you brought up the mural, yeah. which is awesome. Thank you. Um, someday I'll leave Frederick and I'll <laughs> get to see what it looks like in person. Well, come in spring um, when you can actually enjoy the beer garden. Um, who, who painted that for you? So um, it's the same artist that did Elder Pines. Okay. Uh, uh, his either. company is BB Murals. Uh, is Kirk Seeks. He's out of Lutherville, Maryland. We knew pretty early on that, um, well, the wall back there was horrible looking. It was, you know, decades old paint that had been neglected. Uh -huh. So we knew pretty early on we wanted to make it beautiful. We just kind of went back and forth on how we thought, oh, maybe we'll grow some hops, have them climb up, or maybe, you know, eventually we were like, oh, what about a mural? And we kind of settled on that idea. We went to Elder Pine a little bit after their taproom opened, and they had this gorgeous black and white mural, a completely different style from what we were thinking of, but it was so well done. We we're like, hey, who's your guy? And, uh, Got his card, uh, told him our idea, and he's like, there's literally a photo of me dressed up as a hobbit with my arm around Sean Astin. I'm your guy. Like, <laughs> cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So. And he was, we always kind of say he was like the first unofficial employee of Brewery Fiber. He's like, over the summer when I was there working, Kirk was out there painting, and like, yeah. he'd come in, we'd have lunch, drink a beer, and like, you know, he just became like, yeah, it was like our fixture. first hire. Yeah. It's weird not having him anymore. It's like used to, you know, chatting with Kirk every day, but. That had to take a really long time. It to took paint, a really right? long time. Yeah. yeah, two months. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't there every day. He he also had projects. I mean, he he does stuff around the country yeah. between um, mural work and sculpture work. He does a lot of. It was like a thousand degrees out too, so the poor oh, dude gosh. is like roasting half the time. Yeah, like we were complaining about it being hot in our air conditioned brewery while we were working, <laughs> and he's out there in the sun baking. We're like, shut up! Don't talk about the heat. It's good. Yeah. It's all good. Change subject. Change subject. Yeah. Um, actually, I can't even remember. If I released it yet or not now, like the internet access is not working properly. Um, have you ever been to Mob Town? No, I've seen the uh, photo of the giant. Is it a squid or octopus? octopus. It's or a space octopus. Space octopus. Okay, yeah, the, I've seen the photos. The looks, story, looks great. The story behind the space octopus is hilarious, um, and he he told it when we recorded, but I can't remember if we've released it yet oh, or not. Okay. Um, we have not. <clears throat> so it was basically the, there he had a, there was a group, I think there was like seven of them that are real close friends that they were all in each other's weddings and stuff. And at one of their weddings, their friend told this like rambling, incoherent, <laughs> um, best man speech. Awesome. And he ended it with, you know, kind of like a space octopus <laughs> or, you know, it's kind <laughs> of like a space octopus. So the rest of them all did that. And he like worked the oh, space nice. octopus awesome. into, into the speeches speech. at each other's wedding. That's awesome. That's great. 
I was like, that was one of the most amazing stories I've ever heard. Yeah. It's like a like a, a, a subplot of a movie. Right, yeah, exactly. Like a TV show or yeah. something. That's cool. So uh, are either of you Kevin Smith fans? Yeah. No, that, did, that wasn't that much I mean, of a uh, Like the older so, stuff, I haven't watched the I mean, last I've handful. seen Clerks. Yeah, I mean, I've seen up through Clerks 2, okay. so I didn't see I, anything after Clerks 2. I really want to make a chocolate stout and name it, so would you like a chocolate-covered pretzel? Nice. <laughs> it's mall rats, right? Yeah. Yeah. That'd be good. So I love – I know a lot of people, I feel like, needlessly hate, like, the nostalgia-named or themed beers. Yeah. But I, I really love that. Yeah, I mean, we're well, suckers for yeah. We're, I mean, we're eight, we both born in 1982, so we've got nothing but nostalgia everywhere we look. And that's and maybe that's what I, you know. I need to start paying attention. Like the people who complain about, um, like when people make labels that are twists on. Yeah. Like if it's just blatant theft, yeah, that's not cool. But most of the time, it's it's changed up enough. Yeah. Or it, um, I wonder if it's younger people who really do, like don't have that nostalgia for what it's about that yeah. are the critics. I mean, clearly when they grew up, everything sucked compared to what we grew up with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we Plus, grew... kids got the internet and they're like, oh yeah, if everything's not fast paced or instant. Yeah. yeah. We, we had Saturday morning cartoons. They don't have, they don't we, have didn't, souls we, we didn't anymore. get to look at things we wanted to look at like on the internet every day. We had to wait for, you know, Ninja Turtles only came on one time, one day a week, which I didn't even realize that Saturday morning cartoons didn't exist anymore. Isn't that weird? Like my kids just watch whatever they want on yeah. like kids, Netflix and YouTube. That, and, I mean, that's what it is. Like, yeah, it's, just, it's crazy. It's like instant gratification. Like you know nothing. And it's funny. Like now if, if they watch something that's on regular TV, they get so mad about oh, the, so the commercials. They're like, what is going on? <laughs> like, yeah, it's completely confusing that. And the fact that the TV's on a touchscreen. That weirds, yeah. that, that weirds my kids out a little bit. And my son one time, he was like two, but he he grabbed a photograph at my parents' house and he started sliding <laughs> it. Like, Swipe the photo. So I took a video of that. I'm like, that's, that's sad it. and awesome at the same time. Well, yeah, like we'll have weird conversations with uh, with our customers where it's like, we'll say, like I caught myself saying the sentence, uh, the last time I saw, um, oh, I forget the movie now, but I was like, the last time I saw that movie, I rented it on VHS from Blockbuster. I'm like, that just dated me. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, well, it's like, funny you said that. I was at Target the other day, and they actually had like in like their like, you know, retro T-shirt section yeah. a Blockbuster. Oh, nice! That's amazing. Like movie, like it was T-shirt that had like the Blockbuster store and like sign on the front. Like my uh, my wife's family owned a video rental nice business. Oh, if it, especially if it was one of the non-blockbusters, those things yeah. were gems. That's what it was. It was like, like a little I, family. Yeah, that's awesome. We, you could get like place. there was one near me uh, in Laurel growing up that my dad and I loved that uh, do five movies for five nights for five dollars. <laughs> so we would just get five terrible sci-fi movies and just you know. It's funny. Turn them there was up. a um, a couple years ago. I was out in Indiana, like one of these little tiny towns in Indiana. They actually had video rental places. That's so crazy. Like I, I don't I. It was like stepping back in time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even Netflix, what, up until like five years ago, used to send you DVDs. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. Do they still even have that service? Or no, I no idea. I mean, if they do, I don't know who the last holdouts are that aren't just like either streaming or Redbox. Like, that'd be funny. That would be hilarious. Like, if you could, if they did still have that and you could get like discs of uh, Oranges and New Blacks yeah. into your house. That's, yeah. I mean, I've seen, um, for people that don't subscribe, I've seen like Stranger Things box sets at, okay. at Target and stuff. Hmm. So I know it's, I know they make the discs. So 
Yeah, that would have been a much cooler show to reference than Orange is the I mean, New Black. I, I win, you lose. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, especially on the nostalgia, nostalgia theme. <laughs> I mean, I, I I was I literally was sitting there struggling like. What's a Netflix show? What's a Netflix show? And the only one that popped into my head was Orange is the New Black. I'm sure there are way worse you could have gone for, though. I mean, at least that one's got, like, critical acclaim. Like, I'm sure there's way worse. Like, I don't know. I'd have to think now. So, is your current location, is there any way or room to expand? Oh, yeah. Or is, okay, so you you can add add on to that building or move into another section of the building? Either or. or? There's a couple options, yeah. We can either add on, we can move in, and then uh, our landlord also owns the adjacent field. Okay. So we could um, maybe just make a production facility and turn our current into taproom only. Okay. So for people that are not familiar where we're at, we're actually physically connected to a bowling alley. It's called um, Thunderhead Bowling Grill. Yeah, and um, so you can come drink beer, go bowling. They have a great grill. I hope they serve your beer. Yeah. They do. Yeah, Good. seven days a week. We've got uh, one tap there. Nice. Um, and then obviously we've got our our uh, eight beer taps in our tap room. Um, but we're only Thursday through Sunday, like a lot of the smaller guys. So that there's room within his facility that when the time comes, yeah, we can either grow in or build adjacent. Which seems like that would probably be a really good way to do it too, because you just throw up some cheap. Like steel frame. Yeah, that's whatever that's, that's where that's where my up. brain's going right now, and just keep the original space as tap room. Because um, I mean, then we just have to add a couple more bathrooms for occupancy. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe leave a couple pieces of equipment for like museum pieces. But yeah, uh, yeah we'll see. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're we're eight weeks in, so <laughs> yeah. uh, not not that expansion wasn't on our mind two years before we opened, but because uh, I mean that's the the Frederick model as we've been calling it. You know, yeah. like open somewhere between one and three barrels, and then. In, you know, two-ish years expand. So that's what we'd like to see. How, how's the reception been so far? It's been really great. Yeah. Like, um, we, not being from Tawnytown, we weren't really sure what to expect. We weren't sure if our core customer base was going to be people from outside coming in or, or what. But we've got a great group of, uh, of local uh, regular patrons, and we also pull from neighboring towns. So, I mean, there's not a brewery in any direction for 20, yeah. 20 miles, maybe? That probably helps a lot then because so. you're, you're kind of like the – are there bars or anything? Bars kind, or, kind of. Yeah. I mean, there are, but they've got weird hours. Um, okay. So we're – even with the legislative limitations, we're open later. Um, that's, that's, that is weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think the net, the nearest thing to us that's like us is Pub Dog, and that's probably 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, I mean, the reception um, at the – the event at Maggie's for you guys was yeah. very strong. Oh yeah, I mean, people were very. The people in that room were very excited. Oh for yeah, and, and at least uh, at least half of those people we saw at the ribbon cutting. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's sorry really cool. I wasn't there. That's all right. <laughs> it was we, been I great. We, we know, know what it's like leave. to be busy, Chris. It's all good. I don't leave Frederick. It's fine. <laughs> Rarely do I. <laughs> it's funny because the last time I saw you was Westminster. It. <laughs> do you know how many times it ran through my head is. Why did I reply to him and say yes? Is <laughs> well, really I, stupid I, of me too. I'm glad you did. It was a fun <laughs> evening. Yeah, it was. I mean, I mean, I'm glad. And it's the same thing with almost everything I agree to do. Yeah. Like leading up to him, like, why am I doing this? Like, because uh-huh. it's always, it, it's just like that. Where I was in Baltimore for a conference for work that I had to leave early yeah. from, rush to Westminster, then get back to Baltimore for another thing. Like I just sandwich these things into but always end up being glad afterwards yeah I did it, for sure it's always fun it's yeah just, 
It's just the build up and the the juggling your life. Yeah, it's just constantly, Chris. Why do you keep saying yes? (laughs) That's been honestly like the hardest thing since uh, since opening is we were so used to saying yes to everybody because as the startups, you want to build relationships. You want you want to be cool. You want to you know make everybody happy. But after we open, I mean. It's like no. Yeah, we we learned we learned real quick how to say no well, it's because like, it's like I mean we don't have time. We I mean both of us, you know, I'm at the brewery eighty hours a week just about, and yeah, Dave works forty hours at his current job and forty hours at the brewery. So yeah. I mean, when you work eighty hours a week total, well, we alternate. It's it's we alternate well, a seventy it, and an eighty. So we, we, so we every, whoever works Sunday gets the you know yeah. we we rotate. So yeah, so every other Sunday we get off, but then yeah. you know, you're still replying to emails, doing Facebook, yeah. thinking, yep. networking, or even like if the brewery slammed and and the phone rings, it routes to our cell phones. So if the person who's actually working is too busy to pick up the phone, well, guess you're picking up the phone on your night <laughs> off. So um, what days are you open? So Thursday and Friday we're three to ten. Saturday we're twelve to ten, and Sunday twelve to six. Wow, bars close that early in Town? Um, one eight. And well, I think, well, I think there's only one in time. Well, no, there's two. Well, there's two, but one oh, closes at eight. It's um, it's called Flix Pub. It's like actually you, you part could, of you a, could throw a stone and hit it from us, but, but it's like part of like um, a long-term care facility. Okay. And then um, then there's another like Italian joy in town, but their hours are pretty random. It seems. Yeah, they, I'm not sure if they're consistent. Are um, have you started sending cakes any other places other than just to the bowling alley? Yeah, or? I mean we 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 target Carroll pretty Carroll County pretty exclusively. Um, so Which makes sense. We uh, we've got an awesome uh, bar and grill in Westminster called Kona's. They've uh, they've let us do a tap takeover already. Oh, nice. Uh, and then we target Southern Carroll County, Sykesville, Eldersburg, uh, Market Tavern, and uh, Oscar's Ale House. Or the 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 original Oscars, not the yeah. Frederick one. Yeah. We have so. to be pretty careful with what we distribute because like. Basically, we, we go out. through yeah. I mean, yeah. we go through a beer in two to three weeks. So when we give away a six stool, that's like giving yeah. away a at least a shift's worth of beer. Yeah, and plus, you know, I think anyone who knows the industry knows the margins on a keg distributed versus a keg yeah. in a tap room. It's exponentially more profitable yeah. to yeah. sell it. So we just look at all of our distribution as marketing. Yeah, which I mean, which it yeah. is because yeah. like, I'm sure there. Oh, we've had people like, only knew about us because we were on tap somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. I mean, the Kona's Market Tavern Oscars, they were all very good to us. Yeah, very early on. So yep. we want to you know, return the favor as best we can. Mm-hmm. I mean, because as much as like all of us craft beer fans like to think that everyone just know like right. we forget that because like we're passionate about the breweries and stuff yeah. that a lot of people throughout Maryland know that you opened or right. know about you yeah. the average consumer probably has never heard of you right yeah there, how would they have yeah there'd be no reason I mean we've only ever done to... stuff on Facebook yeah <laughs> uh, yeah we do Facebook ads and uh, got some free press uh, early on and that's about it yeah and there's so. there's probably a lot of people that um, in Tawny Town that don't follow breweries on right. Facebook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let alone. Yeah, so, I mean, we've had people, you know, like I said, we we just did our eighth week, and we had people in town that just found out about us after two months. Like, yeah. okay, wow. Yeah. Like, because we joke, like, man, like, if we're slow on, like, a Thursday, we're like, man, if there was a brewery in my town on a Thursday, guess where I'd be? Yeah. You know, but that's because we're passionate about yeah. craft beer. Like, Yeah, like, you you have to be able to step outside of your circle yeah. and think like an, the normal person. Yes. I saw you, Paul. I was like, is it okay to call yeah. these guys abnormal? Yes, we're abnormal. That's true. Well, I mean, I'm also calling myself <laughs> abnormal. Yeah. Um, so the 
do you have any plans to expand hours or is that I, I until we physically expand the, I think those are gonna be our uh, okay. our core hours we've been adding in like event based Tuesday nights um like so like here uh, and there yeah yeah like ticketed private okay like, I, I typically brew on Mondays and Wednesdays and we're in such a small spot that it gets it gets pretty hot in there and uncomfortable okay so yeah, I mean yeah. we are we're basically a wide open room with railings separating the brew house from the tap room. So, but but Tuesdays have been working well. We've done um I think three private ev- or ticketed events now with like 20 people. So like last night we had um a hydro dipping company come in. I saw that 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 yeah. actually almost got me to go to Tony Town. We're doing it again in December. But um but so the problem is I have two kids. Oh, no, that, I do too. I get it. <laughs> the, one of them is young, so uh-huh. like it's often like if the older ones – like I'm either taking the older one to something yep. – well, actually, the younger one has tons of stuff. I, I was never that busy when I was four years old. No. <laughs> and they're like, my son just got done soccer, and it's like, holy crap, I have Monday evenings back now? Yeah, that's yeah, – so I didn't I don't, have that. I don't think – I think all we have is like one dance class through the winter. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. Wow. Because swim is over. Soccer has – there's one more game. Um, I just remember like front door opens, pushed out, yeah. and it's like come back in time for dinner. And no supervision, no yeah. no nothing. And You turned out great. I mean, <laughs> I've, 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 I've only been in the in the paper for good for positive things. <laughs> I haven't made the paper Never for crimes. Never been in the police yeah. blotter. Exactly. Like uh, we, my my brother and I always take screenshots of local news whenever it says Westminster Man. Yeah, you know, he's a, yeah. the worst superhero in Westminster. Now, now, do your kids like have that awkward moment in public where like your kids are comfortable talking about beer and whiskey and scotch and <laughs> oh <five>. gosh, <laughs> Andrews for Andrew started kindergarten this year and uh, <laughs> it, like. They asked what you did this summer, and you know Andrew just spent like ten minutes talking about daddy and beer. I'm like, oh god. Must <laughs> be like, what are you brewing today? That yeah. sounds good. Oh yeah, and when they play, you know, kitchen or make believe or whatever, instead of you know, here's a here's a tea or here's a, a lemonade or a juice. Like, here's a beer. Yeah. Here's a whiskey. Like, well, oh, my favorite time was at at our church that we go to. Um, I was like sitting in, like the nursery area, and Dave's son. He goes, hey, Mr. Jesse, do you want a scotch or a beer? And I was like, <laughs> I told you, I said, we've either done a great job or a horrible job yeah, raising our children. It's true. Yeah, my uh, my youngest just thinks no matter what, I'm, even though I, I legitimately don't drink that much beer at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is tons of it there. Right. And my so my youngest one, no matter what I'm drinking, just assumes it's beer. It's beer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I'll, I'll get, like, an energy drink at, like, a gas station. And my kids will be like, what beer is that? Why is it in a purple can? It's like, okay, not every canned beverage is beer. <laughs> like, what are you pouring us, Chris? So this is, oh, I don't even get any this time. Yeah, you can you can split it up there. We'll be all right. No, you're good. You're good. I've had a lot of it. I'll, I will cheers with your beer. Ooh. This is, um, I actually, first, like, is there anything you guys wanted to go over that I haven't touched on that I may have missed? Um, I just think, you know, overall we're very grateful for the, um, brewing community. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, we feel incredibly blessed. I mean, like all these people that have been helping us have been like rock stars to us. And it's almost like hard to believe that, you know, we're in this echelon, so to speak. And yeah, I mean, it's like, it's crazy living a dream, but you know, we're, we would have never got here without anybody else in the industry. Folks like you, um, Christian and Frank about beer. Um, other distilleries like 
the Tapsco Distillery. Um, oh yeah, I mean we we've gotten more help than we deserve to get where we are, and it's all because this community is amazing. I'm thankful for the community because I get to drink at work. Yeah, that's all. Jesse does too. Yeah, (laughs) because of it. Without having to make it, because that's much more difficult than just sitting here talking about it. Time-consuming, lots of cleaning. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I think just our profound gratitude for for this industry Um, and the Brewers Association, Kevin Addicts, Jana, their team. Oh yeah, I mean, we forget Jim. Oh yeah, Jim Bachman. Yeah. Um, Now we Abby. Yes, Abby. uh, Did you go to the uh, craft beer festival? Um, the Were Baltimore at, this yeah. year? Were no, we, we didn't want to commit because by the, the sign-up time was so close to when we projected opening yeah. that we, we didn't want to commit and bail. Um, so our last was uh, Carroll Creek. Which is Which awesome. the best one because oh, it's yeah. in Frederick. I mean, yeah. So. It looks beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it was our second time there. Um, and this oh. time we were next to our, our, our buddy Marcus from Cushwa, which was fun. Because uh, our first time we were next to Guinness and it was their first Maryland festival. And that was a little they, – they had a chilly, a chilly reception from some people. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that's gone away. Me too. Because I don't think they I I, I think they got a bad rap yeah. in well the, the timing things, you know, of things everything. were attributed yeah. to them that weren't necessarily their fault right. and so Yeah, and um, overall they're a, they're a net positive for yeah. for Maryland and for the industry. So And you notice I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Guessing he does not agree. <laughs> Jesse holds the grudges longer than I do. <laughs> Dave's a better man than I am. Well, I wasn't going to put it that way, but it's true. I am a better man than Jesse. All right, so that is um, actually when this comes out, this probably has been released. So um, if it's before December seventh, this will come out. Okay. If uh, it's already past December seventh, uh, you could possibly buy it, or it's already been sold out. It's a single malt. Um, whiskey-like product uh can't be called whiskey because it's infused with vapor infused with hops um made by mcclintock i made it with mcclintock uh, it has uk goldings and meridian hops Ooh. it's 25 percent chocolate malt and it's delicious yeah at least i yeah. think so well done yeah. so cheers cheers thank you for uh coming out yeah. and uh thank thanks you for having us in wonderful frederick the clearly yeah. the best town in maryland right <laughs> or yeah. the world uh probably the world yeah okay we'll go with that <laughs> Uh, thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. Yep. The Uncapped Podcast is produced by Graham Cullen and me, Chris Sands. Be sure to like us on Facebook. And if you've enjoyed these podcasts, please leave us a review on Google Play or the iTunes Store. A special thanks to Double Motorcycle for providing our theme music. Thanks for listening. Oh, my God. That's good. <laughs>